The following program is brought to you by Gallant Media Enterprises. Welcome. It's a wonderful afternoon, and you are listening to Abundance, Abundance Now, Now with Maria M. Lopez. Maria is a certified public accountant, financial advisor, and public speaker. She specializes in advising her clients in their personal business and finances so that they can achieve the financial lifestyle of their dreams. Her mission is to empower others by providing them with the financial tools and education necessary for them to create their own finances. Here is your host, Maria M. Lopez. Lopez. I am your hostess, Maria Lopez. I am a CPA, speaker, and financial planner, and I founded Galant, which is an accounting and tax professional services firm where we work with business owners in South Florida, in the city of Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and Palm Beach. We provide our clients with peace of mind and the financial tools so that they can focus on the things that matter to them the most such as increasing sales, which is the topic of today's show, growing their business, and spending more quality time on their business. For all of your business accounting and tax needs or to have a conversation with us about your business and how we can help you, you can visit my website at bymarialopez.com. That is B as in boy, Y-M-A-R-A-I-A-L-O-P-E-C.com. And provide your contact information, or you can contact me directly at 305 697-9730. By the way, 305-697-9730. You can also send text messages there and provide your contact information. Hello, Wanda. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? You know what today is? Tell me. The National Day of Encouragement. It's all about you. It's beautiful. It's all about your show. (laughs) It's what you do all the time. (laughs) Thank you, Wanda. Thank you for that. I believe it's also National Day of Gaming. Video, uh, video game day, yes. Video game day. And it's also go. National Chocolate Milkshake Day if you're thinking about dessert already. Oh, my God. Look there at that. Go. Dinner time. Full of information. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, Wanda, for that. Wanda, today we have Stacy Highland with us. Yay. Stacy is an international recognized business growth strategist. She's an author and a business coach, and she was named International Coach of the Year in 2016. For over 16 years, she has been working with and helping six and seven-figure entrepreneurs with powerful marketing and sales strategies to get more clients. For all of my listeners on the radio today and on this this podcast, (laughs) I feel that you will find very interesting the interview with Stacy, and there will be lots of great marketing and sales development tips and best practices. Here's my guest for today, Stacy Hyland. Welcome, Stacy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, but I didn't bring any milkshakes, but I will bring some encouragement to business owners out there. (laughs) I'd like to highlight that, Stacey, you're calling us from the city of? Montreal. That's right. How's the weather there today? It's actually really awesome. Yes, it's a fall, almost? It's it's, it's semi-fallish. It's still summerish here. Right. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you for being with us today. Stacey, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Stacy. traditionally, I often hear and we often hear cash is king. And so there are norms, I believe, and best practices in every business and in every industry. And I also find something that we talk about on my show a lot is the new wave of entrepreneurs in the rise. There are many who have started their entrepreneurial journey for the first time in their lives. And so today we want to talk with you about how to win clients and how we can increase ourselves by implementing great sales strategies. But before we do that, I'd like, before we dive into this topic and what it, that means for entrepreneurs and business owners listening to us today, I'd like to learn a little, I'd like to tell our listeners and learn a little bit more about what you do in your professional background. Can you share that with us? 
Sure. Well, I, I was lucky. I came from an entrepreneurial family, so I actually started selling when I was in third grade, which is crazy when I look at my kids now and think about my yes. kids starting a business. And I started selling current stationery. I would buy it wholesale and sell it for retail. And then in fifth grade, I started selling B2B, and I started selling poinsettias and things to business owners, restaurants, and I got my first, I remember I got my first check from a business when I was in fifth grade. It was so exciting. Really? Oh, Look wow. at that. Wow. <laughs> I was a go-getter. And it was all to fuel my love of travel, which I still do with my business mm -hmm. today. And what, you know, after I graduated, I went into sales, and I was selling in the beauty industry, and I was doing a very consultative selling model that I was, you know, taking an application from a business owner and really looking at the ways they were marketing their business, the ways they were selling. Mm -hmm. And one of my clients I worked with, I helped her increase her sales 200% in a year. Beautiful. And it was just such an amazing experience. And I realized I really loved that part of it more than I loved the selling part of it. And... About that time, my father passed away, and it really made me realize that, that I wanted to find something that I loved doing, and I, you know, coaching was that thing, um, mm. and I was really lucky, and it's really fueled my mission to give entrepreneurs back to their families, because I find that so many people get so into that workaholic culture that they don't spend enough time with their family. Um, Got it. Yeah. And so I've been doing that for 17 years now. I've also worked with Chet Holmes, who's the author of The Ultimate Sales Machine. And I was also VP of consulting with Tony Robbins for his business mastery program, which was awesome. I got to travel all over the world with Tony mm -hmm. Robbins doing that as well. That's beautiful. Wow. The great sales experience. And tell me, how did that, what, what sparked that selling activity or selling skill set that you had when you were a child? Was it that your parents were also entrepreneurs? Or this is something that you have uh, since uh, since you were born, since you well, uh, saw businesses and schooling and things like that, or part of your personality, your talent. Well, it's funny because I think it's a mixture of both. But my dad was um, originally he was in sales and mm. he was vice president of sales for a large insurance company, and he had also done a bunch of entrepreneurial things. So I mean, he started teaching us sales skills at the dinner table. We read. Um, the Art of Selling with Tom Hopkins, and we would practice trial closes at the dinner table and things like that, which sounds right. funny, but it was true. But it's funny because the stuff that I learned in sales was very easy, and I'll, you know, we can talk about this later, but it was really easy when I was selling other people's things, but when I had to sell my own stuff, like my business things that mm. I had developed on my own, I, I discovered that I had some blocks there. So mm. it was, it's really interesting mm. how uh, we come up to our own crap that's in our head. It's yep. a psychology, right? So selling is a psychology. Do we have to get past that psychology barrier to be successful in sales then? Yeah, it's a, it's a confidence thing because right. unless we have confidence in ourselves mm -hmm. and unless we have confidence in what we're selling, it's very hard to be successful. Right. But then yeah. I think the other thing is that we have to get over that fear of the word no. Mm -hmm. um, because if, you know, when, when I was selling insurance and somebody said no to me, I didn't care. It was just, you know, I would feel bad because I would feel like they're their family wasn't protected, Got it. but I wasn't feeling bad that they were saying no to the insurance because I didn't create the insurance. Mm, but when okay. you sell something that you're really passionate about that you've created, like say, for example, you've created your own clothing line and you go to a, 
you know, place to try to get your clothing line to be, you know, represented in that store, mm-hmm. and they say no to it, that's a lot more painful than if you're repping somebody else's clothing line. Gotcha. So you were able to combine the selling skills that you have uh, as a talent for yourself and as a skill set, and then combine that with coaching in order to uh, promote and, and, and coach other business owners and entrepreneurs to sell their own products, to further sell their products and increase their sales. Exactly. And that's why you find your passion. Yeah, it, it's it's fun because unless you can sell, it's really hard to have a business. No, totally, totally, yes. <laughs> that's why we were talking about cash is king. And before the cash comes to sell, and before the sell, obviously you have to have a great product and a service, right, and the strategy. But without the sell, it's very hard to get the cash. Yes. Okay. So, Stacy, the small business sector is the largest employer in the United States, and it's pretty much it. Pretty much, I believe, drives a large percentage of the U.S. economy. Would you agree with that? Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and I also noticed that, and I wanted to ask you, how has the Internet and social media added to the process of creating new entrepreneurs uh, in this country and also in Canada, for example? Well, it, you know what? I think this is a really exciting time and the best time to be an entrepreneur because mm-hmm. when I started out in online marketing, it was the, the beginning of the Internet. And... When I wanted to launch a website, I had to hire a web designer that cost thousands of dollars just to create a one-page website for sure. my product. Sure. And so in order to make any profit, I had to sell thousands of dollars. And now with social media, number one, we can connect with people all over the world, but we can also do some product testing. We can... Um, test ideas, find out what people resonate with. So, for example, if I do a post on social media and say, um, you know, I'm thinking of this product and I, what about this color or that color? I'm thinking of this service. You know, I can ask questions of my target market That's before right. I even create the website, before I even launch the product. That is so true. Before, it used to be that because of the cost, it was not efficient. Then only the biggest players in the country or in the market or in, the, in those specific industries or general industries, were able to play with the Internet. Nowadays, it's becoming more economics to the extent that it's driven, it's driving a whole new wave of entrepreneurship. And the beautiful thing about it, I believe, and in addition to being more entrepreneurial as an as a overall economy in this country, in Canada and other countries alike, is that people are living more their passion, People, are, I believe, are happier because they're pursuing their dreams and their talents, would you say? Yeah, yeah, and that's beautiful to see. It's really a beautiful thing to see. And yeah. it's, it's fun to be able to connect to what you really... And my first product that I sold online mm-hmm. was Baby Bands, which now they're selling... I don't know if you've ever seen the, the ear protection that they have on kids at rock concerts. And okay, no, no, them. no, I well, They actually have those earphones, but they started out with selling sunglasses that were UV protection for kids. It was a company out of Australia. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was really passionate because I had a baby, and I knew that they needed to be protected from the sun when we were doing outdoor activities, but little kids won't hold the sunglasses on their face. So gotcha. that was how I launched my first product online. Beautiful, beautiful. And then, Stacy, in your opinion, what are the three most important factors in a business today and why? With the, with everything that we're talking about, the wave of entrepreneurship, the internet, social media, sales, skill set, all of that combined, what does it come down to if we were to pick three factors? Well, I think the first thing is you need to figure out who your perfect clients are. 
Because mm. in a market, there's always, you know, there's a huge group of, of potential clients, but there's the smaller group of your perfect clients that will buy whatever you have to sell. They'll buy more, they'll refer more, and they'll buy your premium products. So I have people that are like raving fans of mine that once they experience working with me and the results that they're getting, whenever I launch something new, they're like, I'm in, and they raise their hand right away. So you want to find out who those people are for you. You need to figure out what their pain is, what, you know, what's really keeping them up at night and hurting them and driving them crazy. Mm-hmm. And you need to figure out what they're moving towards. So when I worked with Tony Robbins, one of the things Tony Robbins always said is people are motivated by two things, moving away from pain and moving towards pleasure, mm-hmm. right? So the thing is, is that you need to really connect with what is their pain that they want to move away from and what is the pleasure that they're moving towards. And if you can connect with those two things, then that'll help you. So that leads to the next thing, which is unique selling proposition. But what we like to look at is the strategic selling proposition, the unique strategic selling proposition. So how can you position yourself in the marketplace that no one else can compete with you and that appeals to your perfect clients. Mm-hmm. So to give you an example, one of my clients is selling um, pizza to schools. And when we would call and say, hey, we're selling pizza, people would be like, great, we already have a pizza, or we're buying our pizza from this guy. They, you know, kids, their favorite food is pizza, right? Right. So every school was selling pizza. But when we looked at who the perfect clients were, and we identified what their challenges were, the, the school nutrition directors were being evaluated on the profits and the participation of the students. Well, how do you get better participation and better profits is to have a product that the kids like and, you know, that fit within the school nutrition guidelines. So we would call and say, hey, we're the company that helps you increase your profits and participation, okay. which all of a sudden people are like, ah, oh, that sounds interesting. So you yeah, can see how that's very strategic. Sure, you, and by using their language, right? You were, yeah. they, they were using the language of the school system of the schools. Yeah, and the third thing is constant sales and marketing optimization. So it's a constant process. You know, a lot of times people say, um, you know, oh, well, I have a sales process, I have a marketing strategy, I'm doing something. But you have to constantly optimize that and keep tweaking it and making it better and better and better. Mm. Um, you know, I have a client that I've been working with for years. They're just hitting $10 million this year. We started working together when they were at six figures. And, you know, that's what we've been doing the last, this last month is we've been going back to their sales and marketing strategy that's been working and tweaking it and improving it and testing it. Right, and that requires a lot of creativity and also I believe it requires a lot of time and capital. So what will you say, Stacy? are like the number one and the number two items that you find among your clients and in the market when you go out as to because you're also a speaker and you find them and people are asking you questions from the audience. What are the difficulties that small business entrepreneurs are having today in growing their businesses? What is it the lack of talent, staffing, capital, funding, there's not enough time to do it all? Well, I think there's two, two main things that I see over mm-hmm. and over and over. And the first thing is the BSO, bright, shiny objects. Okay? Mm-hmm. So what that means is that entrepreneurs, because we have this you know, passion inside, we're high energy, we get excited by things, we see opportunity everywhere we look. 
So the bright, shiny object could be, oh, I want to launch a new program. I want to take a new course. I want to uh, market in a new way. Oh, I see a new social media site that I want to learn how to do. And the problem with that is they're always looking for that magic pill to grow their business instead of optimizing what they already have, right? So when you do that, you're never getting the maximum value of what you already have in your business. Mm. You know, it's really frustrating. And I know you said, like, it costs a lot of money, but my client that went from six figures to eight figures, it didn't cost him a lot of money to do it. It just cost him the staying with it and not being distracted by the shiny object. Being focused, being focused. Yes, you're totally right. That's, 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 that's a beautiful word. Staying focused. (laughs) And the second thing that I see that people um, are really challenged with, it's not something that they say, Oh, I'm challenged with this. Just like the bright, shiny objects. They're not coming to me and saying, I have a problem with bright, shiny objects. I'm saying that's what the problem is when they tell me all of the different things that are going wrong in their business. The second thing, same thing, it's not focusing on your revenue-generating activities. Mm-hmm. So people get stuck in what um, my, one of my first coaches like 17 years ago used to say, the BS funnel, right? So you would be doing anything in your day and in your week other than doing things that bring in clients. So you would be doing things online. You would be working on your filing system. You would be fixing brochures, <laughs> right. right? Anything right. other than talking to prospects. Absolutely. And so you need to get out of that BS funnel and go into the revenue-generating activities, which, which is things that actually put you in contact with prospects, with right. clients, and asking for a sale. Asking for referrals, networking. That's what we're going to talk about after the commercial break. So, Stacy, let us go on a short commercial break, and we'll be right back to continue our conversation with Stacy Highland, business strategist coach and author of the book Hidden Profits. Maria M. Lopez is a Florida-certified public accountant, public speaker in the areas of personal financial planning and holds a Florida insurance license. Maria is transforming the way South Florida thinks about their finances through her radio show, Abundance Now. Maria Lopez coaches on the areas of personal development and simplifies the complex U.S. financial system, providing the financial education, tools, and techniques for others to create the financial lifestyle of their dreams. Maria's passion is to create a wave of personal financial planning education that lends to a legacy of financial abundance to your children and grandchildren. Contact Maria at 305-697-9730, 305-697-9730 to explore opportunities and invite her to speaking engagements for your organization. Visit Maria's website at buymarialopez.com. We are back in abundance now with Maria M. Lopez. Today we have the pleasure of having with us Stacy Highland, author of the book Hidden Profits. Stacy, before the commercial break, we started having a conversation about selling as a skill set of an entrepreneur or a business owner. Sometimes I feel that entrepreneurs have a specified knowledge or a specific, a specific or specified skill set that may not be related to sales. They may have come up with the with a product or a service that has nothing to do with the art of selling or the talent of selling. Does, how can someone or what can someone do in that case, Stacy, in order to build a profitable and sustainable business if selling is not something that they do 
as part of their nature. Uh, how can they learn it or do they hire the people? Can we talk a little bit about that? Sure. Well, they can do both. I've seen both, both ends of this. And mm -hmm. I believe that anybody can be trained to sell. They might not still, they might not love it, but I've had clients that have been engineers mm -hmm. that have made it onto the Inc. 5,000 fastest growing businesses in the United States. And the reason why is that it's really about identifying, like we talked about before, identifying who those perfect clients are, what their pain points are, what their, their goals are, what they're moving towards, and then creating that message in a system. It's really about creating a system. And if you create that system, you just keep following the system and doing it day in and day out, mm -hmm. and you're going to be able to build a business that way. Okay, beautiful. So creating a system. So you want to either develop the skill set yourself and or also hire the right talent for making sure. the sell and training them and creating a selling system that works for you and a selling process so that you always know how to prepare for it. For example, one simple thing can be when you're ready to ask someone, a colleague of yours or a prior or, a, you know, like I'm a CPA, so I may call a realtor, an attorney, and to establish a relationship for, with someone that I already know, um, I can ask, I can, I should prepare for that. Like I should write my little brief script. Would you agree? And also some people say, Maria, when you call someone on the phone, don't call them sitting down. Like also think about like what Tony Robbins says, right? Your physiological state. So stand up, right? And make the call. What do you think about that? Will that help also? Well, I, I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> Since working with Tony myself, um, what he talks about is getting into peak state. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you want to get yourself into peak state before you even pick up that phone or before you go into the interview. And some of the ways to do that are to listen to music. Like I have some power songs that I just absolutely love. love. Yep. And smiling. The other thing is the superhero pose where you stand up, shoulders <laughs> back, hands on the hip, feet hip width apart, and really stand there like Wonder Woman or Superman and own your physical space before you make that call. Beautiful. I love that. I love that at all. I love that a lot. And uh, let's talk a little bit more about hidden profits. Stacy. I started my business in 2016. And one of the ways that I win clients is by receiving referrals and also by networking. Can you tell us a little bit more about the term hidden profits and what that involves? And that is your book, basically, which you're launching this fall, correct? Yes, yes. I'm so excited about the book. Congratulations. Thank you. And the reason why I'm really excited about this is because the hidden profits that I put in the book had to meet three criteria. So the first thing is that these strategies are quick and easy to increase your sales rapidly. Mm -hmm. So it's not a long-term strategy that, you know, it's going to take you months to get results with and hours and hours of grunt work to do. They're quick and easy. They work to increase sales. The second thing is that they're free or low-cost to implement. Mm -hmm. So any business can do this. And the third thing is that any size business can do this. Um, you don't need to have a huge team. You don't need to have um, complicated you know, marketing software, nothing. You can, any business can do this. The average business that attends my Hidden Profits live event finds $85,000 in hidden profits in their business. These are things that are right there for you to implement that you are not seeing yourself. That's awesome. $85,000. That's, that's terrific. And would you say that every business has hidden profits, Stacey, regardless of the industry, regardless of the geography? There's got to be something, right? Yeah, you know what? It's, it's crazy. I find the only industry that is not as good for finding hidden profits <laughs> is real estate. 
because because it's oh. like selling a house. So some of the strategies don't work for real estate, but a lot of them still do. But I would say, um, I have other than that, almost every single industry has can use almost every single strategy. Hmm, that's interesting. Real estate. Hmm. That's interesting, because I was going to ask you about that. Like, for example, the strength of the economy in the United States is very strong right now. It's very solid. So I was going to ask you, does any of this, uh, hit, the hidden profit business strategies change depending on the economy? Like if it's a low cycle of the economy, will there be a specific strategies that will work best because there's a low economy point? Or when the economy is stronger, will there be different type of strategies? I wonder. Well, the, you know, that's a great question. The, the reason I developed the hidden profit strategies was because of the recession. When I first started working mm. for Tony Robbins, I was at his business mastery event. I was, you know, coach, you know, VP of consulting, and he had somebody in the hot seat, and the person was complaining that he couldn't grow his business. And the guy, you know, he said, oh, I've tried everything. And Tony said, really? Everything? And the guy said, yeah. And he said, well, how many things? And the guy said, well, maybe two or three. And Tony said, okay. And he asked <laughs> me, well, have you ever seen, you know, anybody in the, that's been more successful than you with less resources? And the guy said, yeah. You know, and he gave some examples of some immigrants that had come to this country with like $200 in their pocket. Their English wasn't as good. They didn't have Harvard connections. They, they didn't have right. all of these things. But the difference was they were more resourceful. Resourceful. That's and so the word. from that takeaway from that event, that was a $10,000 event that people had paid to be at, I thought, resourceful. Because in the recession, a lot of my clients, their business dropped off because of things that were beyond their control. The banks right. were doing financing, you know, clients canceled on them. So we had to look at ways that we could be more resourceful, and that's mm -hmm. where the hidden profit strategies came from. So these work in the recession, but they mm -hmm. work even better in a, in a good strong right. market. Beautiful, like I see. And Stacey, we're going to have to bring you back and we're going to bring you back again and again and we're going to bring you back when you launch your book because we're, sh we're running sh short a little bit of time, but I want to ask you, uh, how can people find you? How can people connect with you, Stacey? Well, what I would suggest is get out your cell phone and text me at 345-345, text the word optimize, and I will send you my more clients and cash checklist which has a list of five different ways that you can add more clients and more cash to your business. Again, you just text the word optimize to the number 345345. I love awesome. that. I love that, Stacy. <laughs> Thank you and have a good evening, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. The Biz, South Florida's exclusive home for Bloomberg Radio. For up-to-date news, the latest info, contests, and more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at 880 The Biz, where money talks.